Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fun and Games podcast. And of course, happy Wednesday. You guys, it was just Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day from me to you and from our whole family. If you didn't have a Valentine, just know that Vinny happily will be your Valentine. In honor of Valentine's Day coming up and my whole like little love yourself through the process small campaign that I wanted to do with merch and everything, I wanted to have Olivia Ostrom on this podcast. Olivia and I got pregnant around the same time, so it's really fun that we kind of are in this fitness space together. We both went through pregnancy together, and I am so excited to be able to talk a little bit more about pregnancy, talk a little bit more about training and postpartum, and kind of just dive into that and do it with somebody else who's also gone through it so that we can kind of have two different sides of this where even if you haven't had a baby yet, maybe this is something you want to do in the future, it'll be kind of fun to have a good idea and a little bit of insight on what to expect and it's just a really good listen. I really feel like Olivia is somebody who tries to make the best out of all her situations so it's really going to be nice for you guys to be able to hear from her. As far as a weekly recap, yes it was Valentine's Day so you guys Darian and I went out to eat. Our thing, I swear, our thing is fine dining. We love good food we are such foodies. So we were able to go out to a really nice restaurant in Detroit and just enjoy so much nice food. And it was really fun. It was actually our first time going to downtown Detroit since we've lived here. And we ate at a restaurant that was right by the water in Canada was across the river. And Darian was like, that's Canada. And I was like, no way that's Canada. And you're like, sure enough, you see the little Canadian flag across the water. And I'm like, that is so crazy. I don't know why that was like so cool. Like I'm really good at geography and I know that we're close to like Toronto and everything, but I didn't know it was that close. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So we had a really fun time dining out together and enjoying that. And just, it's so nice to be able to still date your spouse. I feel like that is so important like even though we're married and we have like that commitment level it is so important to still date and just spend time together and just keep working on our relationship and just having really good experiences together even though you know we have Vinny it is a little bit harder to always get out but it's something that we try to prioritize and it's just really really fun to just go out celebrate each other and have a fun date so other than that um Yeah, my mom was in town last week, which was such a help, and it was really fun. I always love seeing her, and Vinny is obsessed with her. And honestly, you guys, I've just been working so hard on so many things behind the scenes, which I'm very excited to share with you. I always hate when people are like, behind the scenes, and like, something's coming, but then they don't say what. But it's something where like, you can't share what it is until it's fully done. So I'm just, I'm just buzzing over here, you guys. I am so excited to just continue to be able to like help you guys, provide you guys with like what I can in order to help you along your fitness journey. So before we hop into the episode, I really do want to read a quick review. Seriously, I love the podcast. Like you guys get to know everything. Like podcast fam is the best fam because you guys truly get all the inside jokes. You get all the tea. So I'm going to read a quick review and then we'll hop into this episode. This is from username 175005. This is 10 out of 10, my top influencer. This is the most laid back but to the point podcast I've ever listened to and the only one I've continued to stick with. 
Brittany promotes a healthy lifestyle over an end goal of being skinny. She's never done with her goal, rather continues to build on her progress once she reaches milestones, and that is why I love her. And I love this podcast so much. 10 out of 10 recommend if you want to live a happier and healthier lifestyle. Oh, girl. I I assume this is a girl writing this. Sorry, but I freaking love you. You guys, truly, I know it is something that is so small, but reading your reviews to be able to like have that immediate feedback of what I'm doing actually matters. It, it can, it's a weird thing. And I've heard other like influencers and other content creators talk about this. Sometimes it's hard to have that like in-person connection of is what I'm doing actually making a difference? Like is, is all of this work that I'm constantly putting in actually doing something to benefit other people like am I actually making a difference so to be able to read this and have that feedback and know like it means more than you know this is fuel for me this is like okay what I'm doing actually matters you guys care I just want you to know how appreciative I am of all of the support and positivity that you're putting into my channel and my content It seriously goes such a long way where there can be a lot of hateful and mean comments, but I really try to stick to these nice and uplifting ones. I'm going to go as far as to say, especially since it was just Valentine's Day, your challenge for this week's podcast is to give somebody else a compliment. If you see somebody at the gym and their outfit is cute, compliment them. If you see somebody crushing their workout, compliment them. If you see somebody do something nice or you like somebody's hair or you like somebody's shoes, whatever it is, if you have a nice thought about somebody else, my challenge to you is to vocalize that because you have no idea how far that goes. If that just makes their day, you know, maybe somebody's having a really, really bad day and your compliment just completely turns their day around. So that is your challenge for this week. And with that being said, let's hop right into the podcast and listen to Olivia. Let's chat about things postpartum. Let's chat about things pregnancy. I'm so excited to dive in. I know you guys have been wanting to hear about this topic, so I'm excited to finally open this door. And I think she's amazing. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. So let's welcome Olivia to the podcast. All right, you guys, today I'm welcoming Olivia to the podcast. Go on and say hi. Hello. Thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here. Where I'm so excited to have you. So for those of you who don't know, Olivia is also a mom and you're actually, you have one son and you just announced that you're pregnant again. So it is going to be such a like self-love mommy chat today. And I feel like it's in perfect time for Valentine's Day, just like getting all the love in the air. And I'm really excited because I know pregnancy and postpartum is like a massive thing for, I bet your audience as well as mine. People are always like, have so many questions because it's something that's very relatable. Like once you're a mom, I feel like you can relate on so many different levels to people. It's just so life-changing. And then it's also nice for those girls who are like, hey, someday, you know, maybe not now, but someday in the future, that's something that I might want to do. So it's kind of good to get an earful of that before it happens. So why don't you go ahead and give a little introduction of yourself? Tell everybody like who you are, what you do, whatever you feel like sharing, go for it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like Brittany mentioned, I'm a mom. I have a little two-year-old at home. I think Vinny is like maybe months older than Henrik. How old's Vinny now? He's two. He turned two in November. So there, I knew they were really okay. close in age. What about Henrik? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He literally just turned two like a couple weeks ago. So I remember, I remember we were like both pregnant at the same time, which was like so cool to watch like both of our journeys together. But yeah, I'm a mom. I have another one on the way. I'm 20 weeks pregnant. Just found out yesterday that we're having a girl now, which is Yes. So exciting. I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. And, um, it's cool to be like in this whole journey again, although like I was pregnant two years ago, it's like you blink and your pregnancy's done. And like, even looking back on my journey, I'm like, it's crazy just how much you kind of like forget and just how quickly the time goes by. And so it's kind of cool to like be like re like living a pregnancy again and parts of it like feels new and lots of it is like different from last time. So yeah, it's just, it's been so fun being, being pregnant again. Honestly, I'm not a person who like loves being pregnant either. I know everyone, (laughs) everyone feels different about that, but I'm not like a 
I can't wait to get pregnant again kind of person. So it, it's been fun being pregnant, but I'm really, really excited to have another one on the way and just to kind of see how like life changes from it too. Like, I feel like even though like we have like a family started, I really see like our family dynamic really changing again when, yeah. you know, we welcome another one into the world. So yeah, I'm a mom outside of that though. I have an amazing partner, Chris, he's my boyfriend and, um, we live in Canada together. We, um, or I have a personal training online business that I, um, am just super passionate about helping women just all over the world, just feel so much more confident in their own skin. And it's been really cool. Like you mentioned, like both of, you know, people who kind of watch us on social media and stuff, seeing that even shift and like so many other like moms starting to follow along in their journey too so yeah that's just like a little little blurb about me but just really passionate about helping other women just feel so much better and and confident in their own skin because yeah I spent so much of my life just like not loving my body and I'm sure we'll dive like more into that in the podcast but I I just want everyone to feel good and I feel like when you feel good and you feel confident that just kind of like pours into every area of your life and it just has this like amazing ripple effect in it I just want everyone to feel that yeah for sure I definitely think like when you're happy that radiates to other people Mm -hmm. but I love what you said about pregnancy I don't remember my pregnancy at all so maybe we'll even like start there. I, yeah. I do not, I don't remember that. I don't remember postpartum. Like I'm glad I kind of yeah. vlogged a tiny bit, but it is a blink of an eye. I don't remember like symptoms or training or being tired, but I'm sure when I was in that stage, you're just yeah. like exhausted all the time. So how, I guess there's so many different angles and things that we can talk about first. I guess let's start with how do you feel like you are able to balance being a mom, being a business owner, <laughs> now you're pregnant. Like, where do you find time to work out? Where do you find time to take care of yourself? Yeah. Like, anything. Yeah. There's there's so much we can talk about. So, you know, we'll talk about as much as we need to, but any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has been like the, the work in progress for the last yeah. two years, even just from being pregnant. So I guess it's basically been like three years now. It's just been like such a huge shift in transition. And I feel like I've come a long way, but I definitely don't feel like I still have my grip on it. And I don't know, will I ever, like, I feel right. like so many times you like talk to moms and they're like, yeah, I still just am, you know, living day by day, just making sure the kids are fed and that, you know, everyone's relatively happy. And I think that I'm definitely still trying to like find my balance. I have found things that have like definitely worked for me. And I have definitely, definitely found that like taking care of myself and like making myself a priority has been really, really huge. So even like, you know, taking care of like my, my nutrition and that doesn't mean I'm perfect. Trust me. I enjoy myself, but like taking care of that aspect of things, um, allows me to feel better, allows me to have more energy throughout the day. And I know that, even when I'm crazy busy with life or personal things or Henrik or um, like work things, it's like showing up to the gym makes me feel a million times better. And it allows me to show up better again in every area of my life too. So it's like, I haven't really found like the perfect balance. I still feel like sometimes I'm just like trying to like keep my head above water a lot of the time, but I have, I do feel like I've kind of come a long way. And I think like a big piece for me has definitely been like first off asking for help. Um, yeah. obviously bringing like a kid into the world and into your family is like, I f- truly the biggest life transition for me and, um, asking for help and having a little bit more support with him throughout the week has like been the biggest shift. I remember when we were just trying to get by, like both Chris and I were trying to like figure out like, okay, how can we both work? And you watch him here for an hour. I'll watch him here. And it was just, it was really, really hard. And so when we finally um, got some help and now we have somebody who helps him uh, or helps with Henrik during the week and helps a little bit around the house as well, it has made a huge, huge difference to take stress off me so I can focus more on, you know, work things. And then when I am with Henrik, I can spend like good quality time with him. And, And that's really like allowed me to feel a lot more sane and mentally feel better, but then it also allows me to kind of have more of like a break or not like a break, but like a, a balance between, okay, now it's work time. Now it's Henrik family time. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to figure out how we can still squeeze in, you know, taking, taking some me time, getting my workouts in or doing what I want to do, going for a massage, getting my nails done, you know, whatever it is that, that week or that month, you know, man, I'm, 
I'm so proud of you for getting help. That's something that I struggle with is asking for help for sure. I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm realizing that like you, you can't do it by yourself. You need to have some type of support, whether that's good family, good friends, whether you know you're getting help from other ways. I, I definitely have been learning that the hard way to just allow that and like let that in my life. Yeah. But that's- yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like always easier said than done though. Right. Like every like shift and transition we've made at first, we just had like both of our like moms were like trying to help with Henrik. And then it was like, okay, that was putting like a lot of pressure on them of feeling like, you know, yeah. like th- they have to be there like weekly on a certain day. And it was like too much. And so it's just like, just kind of making like small shifts and then slowly kind of feeling out like, okay, this seems to be working better and, and moving with it. But like, I also think like your situation is like unique too. Cause like you, you move around, right? Like you just recently moved too. So it's like, it's not like you've been in the same place and you kind of have like this foundation built either, which makes it even harder too. Yeah, for sure. Trying to get friends and get that help and everything, not having family always around. It it is a little bit harder, but you know, it's all a work in progress. And I love what you said. I think one of the biggest things when I was pregnant, I was, it's one of those things where you're like, you don't know how things are going to happen. It's a lot of unknown and uncertainty, but you said you just take it like step by step, little by little. I truly feel like that's how it is. Like even when you have a newborn, they sleep for most of the day. So like you have that time to kind of figure out and adjust to having such a big life change. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it is really gradual because I know, I know before, like I had Vinny, you kind of have like anxiety and stress of like, I don't know if you're feeling that right now before going into baby two, like how's the dynamic going to change? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it is kind of a gradual thing where you learn with your, with your baby and with your partner, if you have one, you know, so. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's definitely just been like a huge learning curve. And I don't think you can even like, you can obviously do some things to prepare, like talk to other moms and, you know, like read books and stuff, but like, you don't really know what it's going to look like for you because even like every single mom I talk to, like everything in everyone's life is so different. Every style yes. of like momming is different. Everyone's schedule is so different. What works for one kid is like everything's so different. So it's like, you can never really like fully prepare for it anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you just kind of have to be like, okay with the idea of like, this is going to be some like messy action that we're taking, yeah. but we're going to figure it out. And I think just like trying to keep positive through it is just like the most helpful thing. For sure. I think, you know, again, going back to like before I was pregnant, all I heard a lot of what I heard was people were just like scared to get pregnant or scared to have kids because of the fear of unknown and there are like a lot of horror stories out there I think it a lot of it is like try to take it as positively as you can and make you know the best out of it even though it is a lot of uncertainty so now that you're pregnant again I bet a lot of people have questions about like training while pregnant what are kind of I don't know what is your I'll just ask you, you are a personal trainer. What is your advice when it comes to training when pregnant? And have you changed that at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, This looks so different for like every single person, even like clients that like we work with or just moms that I just chat with, like truly every pregnancy is so different. How you feel, you know, just like what you feel up for doing, like how you're doing mentally, like it's all so different. So like always, always, I say, talk to your doctor first and see what's best for you and what they recommend. Doctors do have different recommendations too. And every pregnancy is unique in the sense where sometimes, you know, what was worked for you one pregnancy might not be best for you in the next pregnancy, depending on, you know, how things are going for you too. But, um, with pregnancy though, my like biggest piece of advice is to really just listen to your body. Like your body gives you so many signs and signals when, you know, it's feeling good, but also the other end of the spectrum when it's not. And if something feels off or something doesn't feel right, or you're feeling like you're in a week or a day where you just need like a little bit more rest, like I just really encourage you to like listen to those signs because um, that's when I feel like, you know, things can start to not, not go wrong in your pregnancy, but that's when you can start to 
either like push yourself too much or end up, you know, getting an injury or something, or just run yourself dry in a pregnancy. There's so many shifts and changes, like hormonally, physically. Um, I know for me and like my pregnancy specifically, like during my, both of my first trimesters, I hardly worked out. If you caught me at the gym, like twice per week, that was an amazing, amazing week. And so, yeah, so many times like moms are so hard on themselves. They're like, Oh my gosh, I was working out five times a week or four times a week before. And now it's like, I'm not working out at all. And I'm like, I think that's like pretty normal. Like it was the same for you, right? It was the same for me. And I think that's something else is the first trimester. I feel like talking to a lot of moms is kind of the hardest because you're tired and you're fatigued. And a lot of times you don't know you're pregnant yet. So you're like all of a sudden really tired all the time. And you're like, wait, what's going on? I was super bloated. And I thought I I was having like digestion issues. I thought I was like allergic or gluten intolerant or something. No, I was pregnant. It's such a funny joke now, but it's just, it totally changes you. And so I think I love what you said. Like you have to listen to your body and you have to be just like patient with yourself and not it's different. Like things are changing and that's Mm -hmm. okay. You can still try your best, but you don't have to have the same demands on your body Mm -hmm. because you, even your hormones changing, there is so much going on with it. So, and it's so different for everybody too. Like some people are really sick and some people aren't at all and they feel great. So And like, sometimes it's just for your first trimester, but for some people that's their entire pregnancy. And that's the thing. It is so different. And even like moms who have multiple pregnancies, like each pregnancy can look different in itself too. So what worked for you, one pregnancy might not the next. And so it's like, I really always just say like, really just listen to your body and listen to how you're feeling and just give yourself like grace during that time too, right? Like be okay with laying in bed more than you're used to and saying no to doing things if you're exhausted and you don't feel up for it and asking for help if you need it. Um, But like working out wise, like you just, you have to just ease back a little bit. And even through my entire pregnancy, like last time I'm halfway through this time, it's not, I don't train like I do when I'm not pregnant. It looks so different. And even still, I'm like, if I go to the gym, like three times a week or four times a week is like, Ooh, that's awesome right now. Yeah. But like three times a week, I'm super proud of myself for just, you know, keeping up with being active. And it's so, I'm so much less focused on like, you know, like body goals and like, you know, getting stronger and yep. trying to like reach these physical goals, especially during this time. So it's like, I'm just moving my body to move my body. Cause I know it's what makes me feel good. It helps me mentally. I know it's what's best for baby too. So it's like, just, just literally doing the best that you can is like all you can really expect during a pregnancy. Yeah. I know on those days, and I'll ask like what you would um, give for advice too, but on the days where, you know, I lifted and you lift too, but before I was pregnant, I would lift, you know, five days a week. And on days where I was pregnant and I didn't feel, I guess, as energetic, I would try Mm -hmm. to walk. Like in my gym, my gym had this like cardio cinema where it was all dark and they had treadmills and Stairmasters. So I would just like walk for 30 minutes. And I think you know, movement is still really important while you're pregnant. Even if you're a little bit tired, try and find something to do, I would say. But I I loved to do a walk myself. Is there something else that you would advise people where they're like, I want to try and stay active. Maybe I'm not able to hit my workouts as much. Maybe I'm not able to go, you know, five days a week and crush kind of what would you, I don't know, what, what would you tell people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually very similar to you in the sense where like walking is my, my thing. I just really just just tried to find something that made me feel good in that moment. And I love walking, even like when I go to the gym now, like before working out, I love walking on incline. I love just like, even sometimes like incorporating like different like workout classes too, just to like switch it up, especially right now where I'm just like any movement is good movement. So, um, I think it's just kind of experimenting and, and, and trying maybe new things out and being okay with your, 
activity or your training not looking the same as it did before. But I completely agree that like kind of finding your groove is is so important. And even if you're not able to work out your entire pregnancy, just like, you know, shoot to get some extra steps in like that can, that is so, so, so healthy just, you know, for general movement. So yeah, I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I love that. When the first time you're pregnant, and I guess this first time, I'm going to ask, you know, maybe a loaded question, but I know a lot of people are worried, you know, I've been working out so much. I've worked hard for maybe where their body is or either way. How did you feel about potentially your body changing during pregnancy? Is that something you think about or is that something kind of what's your take on, on that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that you asked this question because it's been different from first time around to this time around. And I definitely struggled, um, during like my last pregnancy and I, it wasn't like, I knew I was going to be gaining weight. I knew my body was going to change, but despite knowing all of that and expecting it to change, watching your body change is hard. Yeah. And I, really had to just continuously remind myself, journal, do things that made me feel good and really just work on like the mindset piece of like, this is what my body has to do to, you know, develop a healthy baby and to keep keep me healthy, to keep the baby healthy and just to have the healthiest pregnancy possible. But like, I, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was hard. And I think I think being also on social media added like a whole different dimension to it. Cause it's like, you have a lot of like people like looking at you and a lot of eyeballs on you. And sometimes like that can also be intimidating when you feel like you have to show up or like look a certain way and your body is like changing in different ways than, you know, you typically strive for, but it's like, it's what has to happen. For it's sure. like, yeah. you, you need to. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel like Pregnancy is tough mentally, like just as tough mm-hmm. physically, because it is hard to have those changes happen. What, even though they are so wanted and something that like you're really excited for and like we want to be pregnant, we want to have a baby, we want to start a family. It's still yeah. a little tough on our mental health sometimes. And just again, the fear of the unknown, what's going to happen after. And I feel like there's just so much so. Yeah. yeah. And like, One thing I'll add to that too, is I found it even more challenging earlier on in the pregnancy too. I feel like once you kind of have like a bump, you're like, okay, I'm I'm like officially, yeah. Like I'm pregnant. Everybody knows it instead of like that awkward in between stage where they're like, what's going on. And you know, you just start feeling a little uncomfortable in your skin. But yeah, once you have that bump, it's like, I'm clearly pregnant. People don't have to ask. It's not like the weird, awkward questions. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, even like working out at the gym, like like you obviously see a lot of the same people and you're like, oh, they probably just think that, you know, I'm, you know, haven't been working out and like, but it's like your body is just going through so many changes, but it's funny. I was even in, um, like I, I kind of experiencing this thing right now where (laughs) if I'm like outstanding in a line, I, I, it's quite cold here right now too. So I'm like always dressed in like a full on parka and boots. And if I'm standing in a line for too long and I haven't like eaten like really recent within like half an hour or like an hour, I start to like, feel like I'm going to like pass out. And it's just, like this, this weird feeling, I think it's just my blood sugars dropping. And I'm hoping that as I progress through pregnancy, it'll start to phase out, but it's happened to me at so many times now. And oftentimes I have to literally crouch down on the ground. Like if, when I'm standing in line at a store and it's funny because it's like, nobody knows I'm pregnant. People are probably like, what is wrong with this girl? You know, but at least if I had like a belly and I was like seven or eight months pregnant, they'd be like, oh, she's just pregnant. But I'm just at this awkward stage of this poor girl. Just yeah, so it's just like little things like that where it's just like when people don't know you're pregnant and it's just kind of like weird makes you feel like almost even more like uncomfortable and just yep. weird about it. Yeah, that story reminds me of I forgot how hungry I was all the time, pregnant and postpartum. I was always yeah. hungry. I would be in the middle of a workout at the gym and be like, I just want some oatmeal. Like I'm so hungry yes. right now. Or the <laughs> amount of times you have to pee. It's ridiculous. It's re- Oh my gosh. I forget yes. about it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, good times. Oh, yeah. like kind of looking forward to getting pregnant again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, that's the, the fun thing. 
I feel like it's like something that's like when you're in it, it feels like it's so long and so dragged out, especially like my first pregnancy too, because I'm busier with Henrik like this pregnancy. So it just feels like it it felt like it was never ending. And I was five days overdue when I had Henrik and I, by the end of it, I was so done with being pregnant. But then, like I mentioned earlier, like when I look back, I'm like, I blinked and my pregnancy was done. And the last two years of my life have gone by. I'm like, it's just so crazy how it's, it, it feels like it's just like such like a long, never ending process. But then now we can't even remember things from, you know, our pregnancy, which was only two years ago. I know. It's crazy. It's so, yeah, it's crazy. Do you feel like this pregnancy is easier than your first one? Be Maybe because you know what to expect. So kind of that like uncertainty and fear is gone or I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. Two thoughts to this. So I do think that it is like a little bit easier. And again, it could be just because it is easier. Um, And I don't know, I do feel like during my first pregnancy, I was sick from like weeks um, six to like week 16. So it was like 10 weeks of me being really, really ill. And I wasn't able to like do much. I spent a lot of time in bed. I was like working from bed. I wasn't really moving my body. I had so many um, food aversions. I couldn't eat like anything. I forgot about that too. Yeah. I hate to remind you of that. It's just one of the worst (laughs) parts, but, um, it was just like such a long first trimester. And then this time around, I started feeling sick around like week six and a half. So kind of around the same time, but I started feeling a lot better around like week 11 or 12. So it was a lot shorter of a period, which I'm so grateful for because it was really hard. Like those weeks were definitely the hardest of my pregnancy, but I don't remember it being nearly as hard as my last one. The, my second thought to that is that it might also be because I have a toddler running around at home and I have to get up and I have to mom. I can't lay in bed all day, every day. And like, obviously Chris can help. Um, and like family would come and help, but like you still, you, you, you have, you can't just turn off being a mom. Right. So it's like, maybe I just felt better because I had to, you know, show up and like still, get out of bed and live life. Right. So I do think it was easier overall, but I think that that adds like a dimension to it for sure. For sure. I guess in parting of pregnancy, what is like one word of encouragement or some words of encouragement you would give somebody who just got pregnant is wanting to get pregnant? Kind of what, what is your parting pregnancy thoughts to them? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean as for like, 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 I don't, I don't know. Is there any like I don't know, like words of encouragement or I I don't know. I guess when I was pregnant or wanting to become pregnant, really all a lot of what I heard was kind of just negativity toward it, I guess. And we already already talked about it really is kind of your experience of what you make of it. I know every pregnancy is different, but I just feel like there's a lot of fear around it. Is is that lame? Do you feel like that, too? Or no, I do. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I feel like there's so much fear around like just pregnancy and like motherhood as a whole. Like so many times, like I, that is one of my least favorite things about becoming a mom and like being a mom is people are always scaring you about the next thing. And I hate it so much. And I wasn't really super aware of it until like later on in my pregnancy, when I realized that like, I, I, I genuinely think that people want what's best for you, but people just like, I don't know why they do it, but they're always like, oh, you wait until they're a newborn and they're crying at night and you just wait until they're two years old and they don't stop talking and they run around and get into your stuff. And it's always, it doesn't matter like what age or what point you're at in pregnancy. There's always a, you just wait. And I, I really stopped listening to that. In fact, I even had to like tell some of like my family members to be like, I don't want to be or be fearful about like what's ahead of me. I truly want to be excited. And I am excited, but like your thoughts aren't helping that. In fact, it's making me feel the exact opposite. And so I love that you brought that up because it's something that bothers me so much. And I think that, you know, your environment is also like what you make of it. So if you have a hard conversation with someone being like, I don't like when you're constantly bringing up, you know, negative things or, you know, super hard things that you experienced as a mom 30 years ago, like (laughs) I just 
I'd love for you to keep those things to yourself and let me just enjoy the process and experience these hard things myself. Cause we all know that, you know, it's all not easy breezy, but like, I don't need to be scared for the next years of my life of what's coming ahead. So I love that you brought that up. Okay. Yeah. That that's kind of what I was trying to allude to. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. So good. Yeah. I definitely wanted to talk about that because I, that's how I kind of felt. And when I first announced my pregnancy, I just got a lot of that. And so I just want the listeners out there, you know, again, you don't have to be scared. It is an amazing and fun journey. Yes, there is a lot of change, but it is, it is so worth it. I mean, Henrik is so adorable. Him and Vinny are just (laughs) kind of twins. So besties and they don't even know it. Yeah, it's literally the most, the most rewarding experience. And like, yes, there's hard days, but there's so many amazing, amazing, amazing days. And just like, even, you know, even on those hard days, there's so many great things that happen in those days too. And it's just like, you don't even remember that stuff. It's like, sure it happens, but like, you always remember the good times and the great days. And yeah, I, I, it, it can be hard at times for sure, but if it was so hard to the point where like, I was like, that was miserable, you know, being pregnant was miserable or having, you know, one child was miserable. We would have tried for a second. We would probably most moms in this world and most families would just have one child, but that's not the case. Like it's so rewarding. And so as like much, you know, as fear is like, see somebody might have out there, like I am, I'm always just like you, it's so worth it. It's so, so, so worth it. And like words can't even describe it. Like it's just a feeling you have when you have this little one and you're like, I just want to squeeze you. I love you so much. I know. It's so cool. Oh, it's the, it's the best. Vinny's asleep right now. And I'm like, I want to give him a hug, but no. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to wake you up. Yeah, wake you up. Never, never wake a sleeping baby. Today, I'm welcoming a new podcast sponsor, Shrink Grills. If you haven't heard about these yet, today is the day. Darian and I cannot wait to move to Florida and start our hosting era, and this is the perfect way to do it. These grills heat up to over 1,500 degrees in less than five minutes, and it uses the exact same infrared technology as the world's best steakhouses. So things are going to cook really fast. Your steaks can be ready in as little as three minutes, and salmon as well. Big salmon girly over here. We're trying to get all of our protein gains and this delivers on flavor because everything is juicier on a grill. They also have a dip tray at the bottom. This is probably my favorite feature of these grills. You can let all the steak juices just drip to the bottom of the drip tray and then it's going to create these brown bits and you can add butter, spices, oils into that dip tray also and then pour all the juices back onto the steak and this makes such a big difference in flavor. This This grill isn't just for steak, though. You can also cook chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, even pizza with their pizza stone accessories. So if you've been on the fence for your summer grilling, look no further and get your shrink grill today. That's spelled S-C-H-W-A-N-K, shrink grills. You can use code FUNANDGAINS to get $150 off a shrink grill. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere. And it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to oseamalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Okay, so <laughs> now let's chat about postpartum because that I feel like is, is not talked about enough. But again, it is so different for everybody and it is 
it was brutal for me at least. I don't know what your experience was. I had so many emotions and it it was like your hormones are out of whack, especially like if you're breastfeeding. Yeah. It was a roller coaster for me. I feel like pregnancy was pretty much like, okay, I still kind of felt like myself. Yes, I'm sharing my body with the baby, but then once you have them, the recovery is it was difficult for me. So I don't know if you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit and then we'll just chat about it. But what was your experience? Yeah, yeah I, I think that there's like so many parts to it too, right? Because it's like the emotional part of it is like so hard and so challenging. Your whole life literally changes and it's flipped upside down. You're exhausted. And that was like definitely um, yeah. me, obviously for, for months and, and everyone, babies don't just come out and start sleeping like through the night. We wish. <laughs> yeah, a dream. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had some, some big struggles postpartum. And I think like one of the biggest pieces too, like, like just piece of advice to like moms out there is like, again, asking for help literally saved my butt. Yeah. Um, so often we feel like we have to, you know, do it all and be the mom, be the hero. And we don't. And that involved like me having some harder conversations with Chris of being like, Hey, I need some help with this. You're going to have to like wake up sometimes during the night, not all the time. He was still working and I was taking a little bit of time off and stuff, but just like asking for help really, really did help me. But as far as like struggles go, I definitely, definitely had struggles physically. I was unwell for weeks. Even when they cleared me at like my six week appointment, I was like, I still feel like my innards are going to fall out of <laughs> yeah. my vagina right now. So, um, I had like a lot of pelvic floor pain and I went to oh. physio after too, which was really helpful, okay, but good. like physically, yeah, it was, it was challenging and it wasn't the best birth either. Like, I mean, it was beautiful. Birth was beautiful, but yeah. it, it wasn't the smoothest birth. Um, so that did, definitely didn't help, but, um, mentally it was really hard too. just like a lot of changes. I really like was very, very, very emotional during that time too. So I was like very triggered and then not sleeping on top of it was, it was hard. Yeah. And I honestly don't remember too many bits and pieces of like those first months, which kind of makes me sad because that newborn stage is just like, so, so, so precious, but you're, there's so much going on, like up in your brain and you're not sleeping that it's like, I almost feel like I blacked out during that time too. I just remember crying so much to my mom, like on FaceTime being like, Oh my gosh, like this is so hard. And like Henrik would have this witching hour every single night where he would scream and scream for like one to two hours, like nonstop. And we could not console him for the life of us. And like, she kept on just being like it, like it will get better. He will get through this. And I just like, remember so many bits and pieces of it being really hard. Um, but like, again, looking back, I am the most excited for that newborn stage. I'm like, why am I like this? But it's just such a, like an amazing, like special time. And even this time around, I want to take a different approach and like soak it in even more rather than worrying about the laundry and worrying about the dishes and trying to keep on top of the house. Like I do not care about that this time around at all. If the dishes are piled up to our ceiling in our kitchen and people are coming over, I do not care. I just truly want to like spend more time soaking it in than worrying about like things that just do not matter. Like that stuff will get done eventually. Um, and you only have those precious weeks for like so long. And again, it flies by too. It totally, totally flies by. I actually do. I definitely feel like it flew by for me too, but I remember the first couple months. I don't know if it was, I would not say traumatizing. It was not traumatizing, but it was such a, it was just hard for me because of not having sleep and so much change with body. My, you know, you're recovering all down there. I mean, that process in and of itself, like I remember I posted a YouTube video about like all the things you need to take care of yourself down there. Like it is, you are hurting everywhere. all the time. Yeah. You're not sleeping. And yeah, I I love that you said like you're not worrying about the dishes and the house being clean and everything because I feel like that is such a new mom thing cuz like that was me too totally like trying to make sure that everything is all kept together and it's perfect and everything but I feel like if anything those I would say the first 3 months were like just survival mode where yeah. you're just trying to get by the best you can. 
And it it does get better though. It gets so much easier. I feel like it does. Yeah. I think that like once like the baby kind of starts to get into a little bit more of a routine, like at first, again, no baby's just going to come out and have routine and kind of sleep the same time every day. Yeah, I, I feel like when Henrik started to get into a routine, it allowed me to get into a routine and I don't need like a crazy amount of routine routine. I know like some people really thrive off of like routines and schedules and stuff. Like, I feel like I'm still pretty like flowy. I can kind of go with, with the flow. Um, but once he started getting into like his rhythm, it allowed me to get into my rhythm. And then I was kind of like, okay, I can work a little bit here. I can do some house stuff here. I can spend time with him here versus it just feeling like everything was chaos. So yeah, it definitely gets easier. And even now I'm like, it's not easy, but it's like compared to, you know, that big change and that big shift, it's a lot easier now for sure. It is. Oh, yes. It does. That that's something I always needed to hear when I was early yeah. postpartum, it's like, it gets easier. Hang in there. You're going to make yeah. it. Oh, well, how, how was it when you finally returned to training? What was that kind of yeah. like? Yeah. Again, it was like hard physically. Like I would, did not recover great. I was, let me see. It was like six months after having Henrik and I was still struggling with like pelvic floor pain and Mm -hmm. pelvic floor physio definitely helped me. But I also think just time of like recovery and like giving myself time was really helpful. And again, I really listened to my body is like doing heavy lifts was like a no-go for me. I was way better off lifting a little bit lighter, doing heavier or doing higher reps um, so that I could still, you know, have a good workout. But like, if I went heavy again, it felt like my insides were literally going to fall out. And so my postpartum recovery was not what I expected it to be at all. And I don't think that you can, again, plan for what it's going to be like, even if you worked out before you were pregnant, even if you worked out during your pregnancy, like depending on how that labor and delivery went and just how your body heals overall, it's like, it's not something you can predict. So it was definitely a way longer process than I thought, even seeing my body change through postpartum it took longer than I thought too. And I didn't really have, I wasn't like, I need to bounce back or I need to, you know, reach this goal by X date. I was just kind of, again, getting back into the swing of things, doing, doing my groove. And it it ended up taking longer than I thought. And I think it's so important to be patient in that process, especially when your hormones are all over the place, literally for like six months postpartum, that's when your hormones start to regulate, start to. And if you're breastfeeding, even sometimes longer than that too, right? So it's like, you can't expect for things to just go back to the way they were and for that weight to just come off when that's unrealistic for absolutely everyone. But yeah, the postpartum journey of getting back into movement was difficult. And I think that's also when leaning back onto those things that worked for me in pregnancy, like getting walks and just getting general activity in and, you know, maybe even doing like three or four exercises instead of like, you know, six or seven, like I was doing before activity was better than nothing, but so it was kind of like modifying it. So it still felt good for me. So I could still move um, and feel good, but not in a way where it was like, if I would have pushed myself, I would have hurt myself and it would not have been good. I would have had a longer, longer, longer recovery. Yeah. I, I honestly, it was that six to seven month mark for me too, before I even started to feel normal mm-hmm. or like myself again. I remember just coming on my Instagram stories and always saying, I don't feel like myself. It's because your hormones are crazy. You're sharing your body if you're breastfeeding and it's just like, you're just not yourself. And then weaning, yeah. I don't know if you breastfed, but weaning, that was literally like, that was crazy emotional for yeah. me because the hormones that your body produces makes you feel safe and comfortable and like that everything's okay. So when you start to wean, those endorphins, those hormones that you have go away. So it's yeah. like this safety blanket. It, that was just extremely hard for me to do too. But yeah, a, a lot of people like in my DMs, I don't know if it's like this for you, but they're like, I'm, you know, four months postpartum and I'm not seeing any results and I'm frustrated or I'm, I've had like 12 weeks, four weeks. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't even in the gym at four weeks postpartum. Yeah. Like, you have to give yourself that time. You yeah. literally grew a baby for nine, 10 months. You've got to give yourself at least that before you even start thinking about what you look like, frustration with results, et cetera. 
that's how I definitely went into it. And I love that you were the same. Like you have no timeline on anything. You just kind of took it day by day, trying to stay active, trying to move and just not putting so much pressure on ourselves. Because I feel like as a mom, we already have so much pressure. Are they eating? Are they going to the bathroom correctly? Like you're literally keeping something alive that you've never, it's like a Tamagotchi pet. You know, you forget to feed (laughs) it one day and it dies. Like (laughs) you literally have to be, you have no idea what you're doing with the kid. You have to, you're learning, you're learning everything and you're, you know, it's such a huge growth process for you and the kid. Like the last thing you need to do is put pressure on what you look like. Seriously. Like I just want to drill that into everybody is, and it took me at least six, seven months to even feel like a normal human being again. And I am Mm -hmm. like two years postpartum now. And I am just now starting to feel like before. Like, I feel like I was never pregnant. I feel fully healed two years down the road. Because mm-hmm. your core, I love, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. yeah. I think that's so, so important to recognize because sometimes you do see people who do have these miraculous stories of being like, okay, they, they start to, you know, look like they did pre-pregnancy. And then it just puts this like unrealistic picture and ideas to like what a postpartum journey looks like. And our bodies take 10 months to grow a baby and it's 10 months of our bodies changing. Like you cannot expect to just have your body back to the way it was in like three or four months. And it's, yeah, I think that there's just a really like unrealistic idea, but I also think it's people not really talking about like the hard ships that are in a postpartum journey too, which is what makes people think like, oh, this must be normal. I saw this person on Instagram and they snapped back as everyone loves to say. I hate that. I hate that. I hate bouncing back. back. Snap back. I'm like, yeah. And, and actually like I'm two years postpartum too, or obviously now I'm pregnant again, but like I, my body never even got back to where it was pre-pregnancy at all, at all. My like sister-in-law was like, Liv, like you look so strong. And I was like, honestly, I am not (laughs) strong. I'm like, like she was talking about me during this pregnancy. And I'm like, I was way stronger last pregnancy, but I was, I was in better shape before going into that pregnancy, but I don't even care anymore. Like I genuinely, I'm not worried about the way that my body looks. If I'm feeling my body and I'm balancing my nutrition and I'm taking care of myself, like that's honestly all I care about. So it's like, it's been an interesting journey too. And like this pregnancy just kind of coming in at a different place than I did before too. So it's like, you know, you mentioned that it took you two years to, to kind of get back to where you were before. And it's like, I never even got there. So realistically, it'll probably be like, four years for me before I get get back to you know maybe what I was before but I also may never look the same too and I'm okay with that as well right because it's like after birthing two kids who cares? I can't expect my body to look the same and you know time has passed too our bodies just adapt and change as it is too so it's like I'm just like so detached from what my body looks like and I think relieving myself of that pressure really helped me a lot mentally in my postpartum journey I did yes. struggle you know my pregnancy with like how I felt and the, and the changes that I saw my body go through. So I promised to be so much kinder to myself during my postpartum journey. And I swear it made so much of a difference. Yeah, it, it really does. And I'll say, I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, I feel so much more comfortable in my skin, even though I still have loose skin on my stomach, even Mm -hmm. though yes, I will never be you know, your body literally changes. My hips are wider, whatever else changes. I don't really know. I'm not as like teeny tiny as I was before, but I feel so much more confident in my skin. I don't know what it is about like knowing that I've had a baby, like knowing that my body's gone through that. Like I love my body and my skin that much more. And I feel like it's really matured me having gone through those stages of I've looked bigger on social media. I've had lots of loose skin and yeah. having to go through all this again and just really learning to like just love I it sounds so corny, but just love yourself through all of it. I yeah. I just like I don't care showing loose skin. I don't care showing bloat. I don't I don't care. I was literally pregnant and like weirder things have happened to me. So it's so <laughs> irrelevant now of like it's just so irrelevant to me. I'm like, I do not care. Like I feel I, yeah. I don't know. I just feel so much more confident in in myself. Maybe it's like I don't know. 
I just, do. I think that's just like the amazing thing that happens. Like when you work on like also just mindset too, right. And just yeah. confidence as a whole, because confidence doesn't come from reaching, you know, certain goals. Like, yes, yeah, sure. A little bit of it does, but like there, there's so much more to it than that. And when you really just start to like work on yourself and work on your mindset and like how you feel and the thoughts that are, you know, coming through your head every single day. I feel like that's where like the biggest shift happens. And I'm the same as you, where it's like, my body has gone through so much that like, I literally do not care anymore. And sure. I'm going to have goals in the future, like after my postpartum journey, but like for now, I'm just like in such a season of like giving myself grace and just being kind to myself that it's like, it, none of that matters. And, yeah. if, and if I keep reminding myself of that, then I stay like level-headed. I stay positive. I stay in that, like, you know, confident mindset versus going the other direction. Cause it's really easy to end up in that spiral of being like, I hate the way I look, or I want to, you know, change and shift. And I just feel like that negativity just feeds into itself. And it's really, really easy to get caught up in that yeah. vicious trap. <laughs> it's so true. But you know what? You know what that reminded me of is, honestly, I feel like having no pressure and no timeline in a sense. I'm, I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody. This is just what's worked for me. Having no pressure on a timeline of when I want results and being... Yeah having to be so strict and restricted in a good sense. You know, there there's nothing wrong with like, I would say discipline, not restrictive, but being disciplined yeah. to a timeline of, you know, you know, six months, it's going to be this, this, this. I think not having a timeline, not having that pressure, not having that deadline allows me room to be able to be more free and yeah. I can breathe. And I just naturally want to do these things because it's truly a way of life. And it's not if I don't hit this goal in a week, like, oh, I'm going to be so irritated. It's like, no, we just kind of keep constantly trying. And, you know, then the results come. And it's much more fun of an experience rather than being so oh, strict. Yeah. And who cares? Who cares if it takes you eight months to reach your goal, or it takes you a year, or it takes you like three years? Like, who cares if you can... In like learn to like enjoy the process and like enjoy the journey and still have a life, enjoy your the foods that you love and truly like embody that balance. It does not matter how long it takes you to like reach your goal because, yeah. and truthfully, when you get to that goal, it'll be so much easier to like maintain and sustain than like trying to do these stupid, crazy measures to, you know, get back to your body or to reach X goal by X date, like time, time doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't. If you know that you're taking steps in the right direction, like that is what matters. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Oh, okay. So I guess what is one thing you would tell like imparting advice to sum everything up? What's one thing you would tell future moms or future? What I guess, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah. Going into yeah. this journey, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah, I really feel like shifting less attention to just, okay, first thing is like being kinder to yourself. Like, I think that we all can be kinder. It does not matter where you are or like, you know, how great you think your mindset is. I always think there's room for improvement, but I was really, you know, hard on myself in like my younger years, my teenager years. And it, it, spiraled me into, you know, my own fitness journey struggles, but it, it truly, your physical goals, like do not how you feel and your, how much you weigh and your insecurities, like they do not matter. Like truly these numbers, these things that we like deem is like, so important. Like for me, I have cellulite on the back of my legs and it's been a thing that's bothered me for my entire life. And it has literally been in these more recent years, like the last three to four years where I've started to realize like, oh, it doesn't literally does not matter. Nobody cares if I have cellulite on the back of my legs and not to mention no matter what I do, it's never going away. So it's like, I have learned to like live with it. And so I think like being 
so much kinder to yourself through this process, focusing less on like the physical being, um, has just been like a huge, huge shift that has literally changed my life because it's so easy to just always be so caught up in like how you look, but truly that doesn't matter if you are like a good person and you know, the, you have like good morals and good intentions. Like that's what people will remember you for. They aren't going to remember you for how much you weighed, or if you have cellulite on your legs, or if you have hip dips, what people seem to always care about and like love handles and these kinds of things, like they do not matter. Your body is so perfect the way it is. And I think that so many times, like we see in these insecurities in ourselves, but nobody else sees them in us. And we're always so consumed into like what other people think of us, but nobody notices, nobody cares. No. And our, I love, I love everything you just said. Our value is so much deeper than what's yeah. on the scale, how much we weigh, like our value, who we are as people means way more. And no one's going to care yeah. what you weighed January 27th, 2002. Oh wait, no, two, yep. 2022. <laughs> no one's going to care. Well, no one 2002. Cares. Nobody cared back then either. Nobody cares how much you weighed. Nobody cares. So it's I so love true. just taking that you know, value or taking, yeah, people place value in the number on the scale. I'll say, I don't know if you do this anymore, but I know like a year ago with your old programs or something, you'd always like, you do like client spotlights or like questions you would ask. And one of them was what's one non-scale victory today. Mm -hmm. That was such a takeaway for me from years ago. I remember seeing that in your stories. I was like, I love that because <laughs> yes, you know, I understand some people, their goal is weight loss and that's great. Like that is something to strive for. And that's, that's fine. Do it healthy, do it right. That's great. But mm -hmm. there are a lot more victories that are unrelated to weight. And I love that you highlighted that. I was like, I love that. Cause it's more, it's more than just, yeah, it is so much more than that. And I think that's when you can start to, again, enjoy the process so much more is when you are less focused on the number on the scale. Cause I have weighed, like, let's just say like my pre-pregnancy weight was 140, and I have looked so many different ways at 140 pounds. And it just goes to show where it's like a body recomposition can happen. Yes. Like, in so many different fashions where it's like the weight on the scale does not matter because we like, yeah, I just, I, I could go down a big long yep. spiral in, in this, but, um, it, it's so true where it's like, we just need to focus less on what that number is and focus on how we feel because at the end of the day, if we feel good and we feel good when we look in the mirror, that is all that matters. And so much of that isn't just from results, but it's also, you know, working on the mindset side of things too. And, you know, maybe that involves talking to somebody or getting a therapist or doing some journaling, or maybe creating more you time. Like there's so many things that we can do. Do. Um, but uh, overall, like focusing less on that number on the scale changed my life. And it really does change so many of like the clients that we work with lives too, because it becomes, you know, so much of like less of like, oh, did the scale drop this week or did the scale drop this month? And like so much more like about like the habits and like the routines and the amazing changes that are happening outside of that. Like when you start to like have more energy and you start to have so much more confidence and you can chase after your kids and you're not exhausted and you can, you know, feel confident in that dress that you haven't worn in five years because you, you know, hated putting it on. Like those are things that literally change your life life, right? Yep. Not the number changing on the scale. So yeah, I I'm big into the non-scale victories and I still have. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Well, in closing, is there anything you want to end the podcast on something that you feel like we didn't talk about anything that comes to yeah. mind where you're like, I really wish, or just something you want to, to say in closing, if not, that's fine. But is there anything that comes to mind where you're like, let's talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think like one last thing that I want to say is just like a fitness journey, like does not need to look perfect. It can look so different every single week. And I think just like taking, I'm a big believer in just taking it imperfect action in every aspect of my life. Now I wasn't always that way, but I also believe that with a fitness journey too. Like if you can just do small things, you don't think they have this like big compound effect, but they do right. Like every decision that you make throughout the day, like adds up and, you know, maybe you're striving to go to the the gym like 
four times a week right now or three times a week or once per week. It does not matter. Um, if you can just continue to show up for yourself and be okay with it, not being like a hundred percent, some weeks it might be 90%. Some weeks you might be 20%, but if you can just continue to like show up for yourself, despite, you know, it not being what you had planned. I really believe that's like where like the progress lies. And that's like where that healthy lifestyle lies. Because again, it's something that you can actually like keep up with and sustain. Like for me, I was constantly on and off for years and years and years. I was starting over again. I was off the bandwagon, eating whatever I want, trying to get back onto it, restricting myself. And like that, that cycle was the most miserable time like of my life. And there was so much struggle there and truly shifting to just doing the best that I can, giving myself grace, being okay with like, you know, sometimes B plus efforts. It's, it's really, you know, allowed me to just be so much more consistent, enjoy this process so much more. And so I just always say, just, just do the best that you can, not every day, not every week's going to be perfect, but we just like continue to like put our best foot forward. That's like where like the amazing amazing things lie. Like I even think about like my business as a whole too. I never would have started this whole like fitness journey. I I don't even know how I unraveled into social media, but like I never would have started my fitness journey or started sharing online if I was, you know, too worried about like being perfect. And so I just, that's my words of wisdom is to just do the best that you can and like take that imperfect action. Even if you're scared, even if it doesn't look the way that you want it to just, just try to put that best foot forward. I love that. I, I just, I've loved chatting with you. This has been, this has been so much fun. And I, I hope the listeners are able to pull so many nuggets from you and just learn a little bit more about pregnancy and postpartum. And I love your, your ending words because as a mom, things constantly change and Mm -hmm. there are days where everything you had planned out is not happening and days where you plan, you Seriously, it's like the days that you have something planned and you're like, I'm actually going to do this today. Everything goes wrong with your kid and you're like, it's not happening today. So definitely giving ourselves grace through and through. And uh, it's a great it's a great journey, but learning just love it. Love it for what it is. So hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. I love just chatting about it. And I could go. I feel like motherhood is just one of those things where you could go on and on and on and on forever. And there's just like so much, so much good stuff to just chat about. So this has been so much fun. There's so much we could have dived into. So, I mean, you know, we'll just, we'll just have you on again. We'll have you on again. You know, I'd love that. It would be fun. (laughs) Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can find me most of the time or like most frequently on Instagram. Um, it's just my first and last name, Olivia Ostrom underscore. I do have a YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the main places where I hang out. I like to try to do the whole TikTok thing, but we're working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, your, your Instagram and everything will be linked in the show notes and everybody go show her some love on today's post. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been so much fun. Yeah. No, seriously. It's been, it's been such a treat. So thank you so much. And everybody, we will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. You're listening to the fun and games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye.